0: This is Quentin Blount, owner of the Blount Force and the current FLOG
1: champion, and you're listening to the FLOGcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is the FLOGcast Network. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. We got a glorious, glorious, glorious episode for you today. And if you looked at, look at your calendars right now on your phone, what th- what day is it today yes it's thursday that means we are bringing back tc thursday he is with me right now how's it going mr t of c mr
0: rough it is so good to be back on this beautiful thursday morning afternoon depending on where you live um mm-hmm. i'm happy that we brought back TC thursday because you know what it it makes my thursdays better it just does oh. just getting to be here with you and Getting to talk about our fantasy football league and having a grand old, gracious love time—it's—it's it's great, man. That's what I just got to say. I'm happy to be here.
1: It is. It is. A, it does make your Thursdays, you know, leading up to the weekend, uh, you know, a better day talking talking to you, TC. If I might add, um, it's glorious day. We got a lot on our plate today. Lots of stuff to talk about. There is a football game today. Um, oh, we'll, we'll go. Yes, you know, not it's not just you know a TC Thursday kind of day, which it is. But we throw a football game at the end of It's it always a good time, and we'll talk about that. Well, that's also nice. yes, yes. We got some NFL news and the the Fab Budget. Uh, the the Fab pickups are picking uh, are available, and we will find out who is picking up who an hour. Before the game, I think it was 6 o'clock, am I I right, TC? That is correct, an hour before the game. Yes, is when we find out how many uh, dollars uh, Connor Limbach has spent on Sammy Watkins and stuff like that. So we'll (laughs) we'll find out there and and we'll go over the flog matchups towards the end of this episode today. Uh, right off the bat, TC, lots of NFL news, majority of these news are uh, with injuries and people, you know, guys, you know, might not be practicing or limiting in practices and stuff like that, you know, stuff we already, you know, are already aware of James Conner. Um, he, he might be questionable towards the, you know, when it's game time. So that's why Benny Snell Jr., we'll talk about him in a little bit. That's why he's so highly hyped right now in the waiver wire pickups um, and with, with James Conner there. Are you, uh, is this a concern when it comes to J.C.? Or, I mean, because Benny Snell did look good last, last weekend. He looked good week one.
0: Yeah. He had 119 yards, um, against the giants, uh, giants defense isn't the best. It's not the worst either. There are teams that are worse, but you know, it's, it's nice to see that when someone gets a chance to take the number one spot at the running back and gets all the snaps and the touches, that they do the best with what they have? And I think Mm -hmm. that Benny Snell Jr. did that last week. Um, it, 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 James Conner, you know, it's kind of like a running joke in our fantasy football league that dude's always injured, uh, <laughs> except for the, you know, his breakout year when Le'Veon set out, when Le'Veon was still technically on the Steelers, you know, like after that, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, great when's he going to get hurt this year? You know, and and it happened week one, like mm-hmm. just boom. Hey, what's up? I'm injured. I'm going to go inside the locker room and I'm going to want to play this game. Sorry about your fantasy football load, uh, Jacob McKinley. But, right. You know, you know,
1: it, it really does suck about the guy. And with James Conner, we all know that the talent's still there. He just can't stay on the field. Every little injury here and there, it's just, you know, preventing him time to, to be on the field. And, of course, a situation like this does not help James Conner when once he is out of the game, a stud uh, begins to emerge in front of us and Benny Snell Jr. definitely looked good, and like I said, that's why he is a uh, uh, very highly talked about right now, especially on the Fab budget, um, the Fab you know, available waiver wire pickup. So, and uh, that's a guy that you know somebody could sh- share a lot of change on. So we'll we'll see when it comes to that. Another another guy who uh, who is questionable um, is a guy who is on your list, and tell uh. you. Right, uh, now, right now, he is on your roster, and he had a great game last week, and that's Jameson Crowder suffering some hamstring injuries. Uh, he, is still qu- he is questionable as of right now, but the dude went off. Sitting peacefully, he was last week, sitting peacefully on your bench, caught it seven times for over 100 yards, one touchdown, 21 uh, fantasy points on half PPR. Uh, right now, you, you have him on your, on your flex play.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, first I thought you were going to go and bring it up again that Michael Thomas is injured. Uh,
1: um, oh, well, yeah. Who so, cares about him? So I mean, thanks just... <laughs> for not doing that.
0: I appreciate that. But Jameson Crowder, you know, uh, he had a decent game last week and that's because, well, he was targeted 11 time. He only got seven of them. And then one of those receptions was 69 yarders. So that really bumped up his, well, and it was for, might say if I'm wrong, I think that was for the touchdown that he got too. So that's mm-hmm. really what drove his points home last week. Now, with his hammy injury, um, he's going to be playing out of the slot, and San Francisco's pretty good at defending that. So uh, I, I just don't have many options. Um, right. I mean, yet. heck, they,
1: just two, two hours ago, they just announced Crowder was not practicing today. He could miss week two. Um, so that, that would definitely hurt you. Yeah, you would have to find another uh, flex, maybe. And we'll talk about your lineup a little bit. Maybe count on a guy like uh, Preston Williams or Devin Singletary. But another thing with Preston Williams, what could be it could be good news for you is Devonte Parker is also uh going through some hamstring problems now. It, it's a thing where he did not practice today, also. So that could be good news for you, being a Preston Williams owner.
0: I'm hoping so. Like you know, I I have been looking at him, in, and they said yesterday he got in a full practice. Um, so that's that's encouraging news, you know. Right. So that's something that's on my mind, and uh, it's kind of a bit of a juggle right now. Um, I'm I'm still uncertain, um, but I'm gonna get the people who are need to be in the lineup for Thursday in the lineup, and then you know come. Friday and Saturday and Sunday, I'll be making my decision
1: then. Right, I mean, like I said, lots of people are limited in practice and uh, not practicing today. Miles Sanders did practice today, practiced fully. So he is ready uh, for week two. We'll we'll see what he does his first game back. And also uh, uh, Jarvis Landry is questionable tonight with a hip injury uh Lindsay is also limited in practice and so is uh Sutton. So those guys are limited. Another guy who did not practice today, he is in protocol when it comes to a concussion is another stud in Chris Godwin. Which that's good news for myself because uh I'm going up against that guy this week with, you know, he's owned by the Magic school bus. So he is currently not in even in the roster um for the the school bus there. So that's good news for me, uh, even though it probably won't help still, but we will see.
0: Yeah, anytime that the opponent that you're playing has okay, first off, I'm going to preface this by saying nobody wants in anybody to actually be injured except for Connor Lindback. He really wants people to break their legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but when it's against you and you got a guy, you know, on a really good team that's in for pro- concussion protocol – You know, you you sigh relief a little bit there, you know, because even if it is going to be a butt whooping, it's going to be less of a butt whooping. And that gives Mm. you that, that silver lining glimmer of hope that you might be able to break through and secure that dub this week. So I totally get where
1: you're coming from, Mr. Ruff. Right, right. And, again, so many people are not practicing. Did not practice yesterday. Juju, Deontay Johnson, Corey Davis. I don't know why we have to say his name out there, but he scored. He had over 100 yards, so we have to respect that. He did not practice yesterday. Jack Doyle, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle was another guy who won't pra- – he won't practice all week but could play on Sunday. Uh, that, you know, that's the thing where he's just so good. He doesn't have to practice. Uh Outside of the practice, the whole week he'll still go out there and give you some good numbers. So I guess that's a good sign for uh, George Kittle owners.
0: Yeah, a sprained knee is no joke, and I kind of think that you know uh, the COVID season has kind of hit teams hard, and we can see that in conditioning, and, and it's resulting in injuries. In my opinion, I don't know. Um, you know, usually we have a lot of players injured, but I don't know if it seems like it's more this this year than it was last year, and the only reason I can think of that is because of a shortened off season, no preseason. There's just not as much time to prepare and to condition the body of this NFL uh, – the NFL group of guys, you know?
1: Right, right, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it feels like there's a lot more injuries and uh, guys, you know, sitting out and practice, you know, this week one. But, I mean, it, it's definitely a wacko year, so, you know, never – Always expect the unexpected there. Um, another guy you got to keep your eye on who's also suffering a foot injury is Mr. John Brown from the Buffalo Bills, who did play 81 of the 87 snaps last week. He did very good. Another guy who, of course, embracing the, the Buffalo Bills, knew throwing it more than they run it offense. But John Brown looked good but did uh, was limited uh, yesterday in practice, so keep your eye on John Brown.
0: Yeah so. and you know Stefan is uh, you know he's he's going to be the type of person now that is going to benefit from that so you have Diggs in your lineup you know if Brown doesn't play you're going to see an increased snap count increased targets um this could be a good t- a good opportunity for him to show his worth for the Buffalo Bills.
1: Right. And uh, in San Francisco, of course, George Kittle might be out this week. Uh, Debo Samuel's p- placed on IR. He could be gone for the rest of the year. Mohammed Sanu was picked up and signed from the 49ers. Is this a guy you maybe want to maybe possibly not in this league, but maybe another league, just pick up, hold on to see what he can do for you.
0: Deep leagues. If you're in a 12, uh, if you 12 man league or more than 12 men, Mohamed Sanu is somebody that you might want to at least hold on to. You know, mm-hmm. he could get himself a touchdown. Uh, he's not a consistent player. He played for the Patriots last year. They cut him this year. Uh, you know, when they picked him up from the from the Falcons last year, there was good hype around him. You know, it was exciting because we, you know, we had an experienced receiver that we just picked up in. And New England has been hurting in the receiver department for quite some time. Right. And picking up Sanu was like, okay, You know, that's another weapon that we could have. And, you know, he really didn't didn't do much, in my opinion. You know, he he was there and he he did his job, um, but he just wasn't he's not the game changer type of player. Uh, He's a big guy. I I don't know. I think he's benefited more when he was playing with the Falcons. And that's because of the the pass heavy Falcons attack more than any other team that he's played for since then, which is the Patriots. And now uh, we'll see what happens with the 49ers. But I'm not worried about him in our league. If you're in deep, deep leagues and you just are hurting, maybe go ahead and scoop him. I don't think you would have to give up much. Don't claim him on the waivers. That's the, this is the guy that you want the, claim, the claims to go through and then you pick him up. Um, this isn't the situation that you want to give up anything for Well,
1: him. yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, also, I mean, this is a team where, I mean, they're already limited in, in wide receivers. So, like I said, the best wide receiver went down. George Kittle is, you know, a big question mark there. Brandon Ayuk is, you know, he is questionable, but they think he'll be back game one. Uh, So that's why even people – I mean, I'm not sorry, uh, his game one, game two, week two overall. But uh, Brandon uh, Mohamed Sanu is a guy where, you know, normally another – you know, if he was picked up by the freaking heck, the the Colts or the, you know, Patriots or whatever, people might not, you know, raise an eyebrow, but with – (laughs) <laughs> With the 49ers, them lacking, uh, you know, receivers, it's it's definitely something to keep your eye on. At yeah, least. it's.
0: I feel like it's going to be a run game, though, for them.
1: Right, um, yep.
0: So, we'll see. I just, I, me personally, after being excited for Sanu last year because, you know, he gets to play on my favorite team, and then... You know, not having the consistency that I hope for and, you know, having expectations that that really lets people down is having expectations about somebody else will let you down.
1: Right. Uh, And that's where I'm at. Yep. All right. So that wraps up majority of the NFL NFL news. Like I said, we had a lot of them. Um, I'm sure we'll have a lot more before Sunday, which we will talk about tomorrow. Uh, But T.C., uh, we do have some questions from other people outside of the league, which is our very first it was very uh, fun and exciting. We, we have someone named uh, Dalton. Uh, he should, he shot us a, a question on Instagram. Uh, so he asked, he was offered TC Now I'm asking you of course, because you're the only one on this, on the show with me, he was oh, offered thanks, uh, Jonathan Taylor and McLaurin for, and it's perfect that it's perfect that, this question was asked because you are a Michael Thomas owner. So he was asked Jonathan Taylor, me he offered Jonathan Taylor and Terry McLaurin for Michael Thomas. Now he he also shared his roster, which was, he currently have Ken and Drake, Todd Gurley. He has Thomas and Cooper cup in Landry. So if he trades away Thomas, he would get Jonathan Taylor and McLaurin. So would you, would that be a trade you would consider?
0: Um, so that's tough. If someone offered me that, if Keegan offered, Jonathan Taylor and Terry McLaurin who happened to be on his team. Oh,
1: that's uh, weird. That for, is weird.
0: <laughs> it is. If Keegan offered me those for Mike Thomas, I'd say, no, our league is a keeper league. Now it depends on his keeper situations. If he's got Landry and cup Landry, I'm not so excited about, but Landry's going to get receptions. Cup solid. Um, Jonathan Taylor and, and Terry McLaurin, you know, two young guys um, It's week two. It's really tough to really say yes to me. And if it, when I'm getting an offer for a trade, if I if I'm not certain if I can just really say yes or no, if if I'm uncertain about it, uh, I'm going to stick with my guns and say no in that situation.
1: So are you are uh, you concerned at all about Michael Thomas not only not having a good game week 1, but also the injury? So are you concerned at all? Have you even heard about anyone in our league offering you a trade for Thomas yet?
0: Nobody in our league has offered me a trade for Michael Thomas because I don't think that they would get Michael Thomas from me. I know that his high ankle sprain that's worse than they previously diagnosed, and also he could be sitting out several weeks is what the report said. Now, mm-hmm. Mike Thomas is a strong individual. I think he's going to do everything he can to rehab that, and I think his, his uh, heel time is going to be less than what they're suggesting. Now, when they say several weeks, I think that's because they take into, um, take into consideration – other players who've had that same injury and what their timetables were. And, you know, but I don't think it's going to be that long for Mike Thomas. And, um, but in that situation for him, you know, if, if it's not a keeper league, if you're looking to, hmm, this is tough, you know, like thinking about it. It's, a lot of it has to do with leagues, um, how many people there are in the leagues, what other players are available. and honestly, Right, and I,
1: that's, yeah, that's the biggest question right there, if it was a keeper league. Because if you look at next year, Jonathan Taylor's a keeper. Uh yes. you know, that's you Is he a keeper over of... Mike Thomas. Probably not. That's, uh because yeah. That's but...
0: that's that's my deciding factor right there. It's who am I going to keep at the end of the year that's gonna be better for me next year? And hopefully, like I guess if you want to go all out for this year and win the championship, trade him away. You're not gonna be disappointed because I like Terry McLaurin. I really do. Um right. and Jonathan Taylor, he's poised now. With Marlon Mack going down, he's poised to have a great year behind that stellar offensive line of the Indianapolis Colts.
1: So, you, if you say, if, if he's in a, a normal league, uh, without a keeper, you would say no.
0: If there's no keepers and this is and you're going to redraft everybody next year, I'd say yes, honestly.
1: Okay. Just because okay.
0: you're going to get you're you're in, is it a PPR league?
1: He I, I don't know. I don't see, know if it's what a PPR,
0: it I think that with Phillip Rivers behind the center, um, you, uh, Jonathan Taylor's going to get receptions. Niam Hines got some receptions. Jonathan Taylor got receptions. But Jonathan Taylor's yards after carry were better than Niam Hines. Um, so he's, he's just looking really good. I, I do see that. And Terry McLaurin's kind of the sweetener. See, Mike Thomas is better than individually both of those players in my mind but um, Jonathan Taylor is going to get receptions. And if it's in a PPR league, you know, that's going to be more incentive that you're going to get two players that get receptions over just one player. And right. those two players can almost be inserted into his lineup right away.
1: Right, It's almost Absolutely. two starters for one. I, I yeah, I, I really, that, that was an awesome question. Thanks for that Dalton. And uh, hopefully we helped you out. Another question we had was from Spencer, someone in his league, has dropped Le'Veon Bell. Now, he doesn't need him. He's got all the he said he's 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 got legit running backs and flex spots. But should he just pick him up just just to see?
0: Um, yes. That's a, that's yeah. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, yeah, that's
1: what I said. Livbo I was kind of shocked that he was dropped right away yes, after week one. Yes, why do you
0: drop him? Just uh, hold yeah. him out on your bench at least. Like, right. I mean, he's he comes got the IR. And he comes back. Yeah, he's on the IR. He comes back later on. Maybe they trade him to a better team. Um, but even, even if he's on a bad team, I think he's worth consideration to be a starter.
1: Heck, man, even if this, if this name was even uh, Leonard Fournette, I would say keep him and just see what he does. Especially on this Tampa Bay team. Now lots of people don't like Fournette, but I think even if it was, you know, if it was Fortinet and someone dropped him, I would keep him up and be patient and see what he does.
0: Yeah, there are players that obviously are tier 1, tier 2, tier 3 players um that are the that they they separate themselves from the rest of the fantasy football players. They are the best of the best in the NFL. And I think that Lev Bell and Leonard Fournette have that capability to be the, to be just better than most of the other players around him or the other players in the same position as them. Um, that's not; those two guys are not guys that I would let sit in the waivers. Those are guys that if no one's picked them up, I'm scooping them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So appreciate for those uh, those questions, We're boys. Great questions. Great uh, questions let's, let's let's move on to our Twitter question. This leads on to the Fab. Uh, budget and the guys available in the waiver wire pickup. So our question on Twitter. Now you, of course you can join us on Twitter at real uh, on Twitter. And also uh, on Instagram, we got a Facebook page as well. Shoot us some uh, uh, questions or anything like that. Um, also uh, uh, www.flogcastnetwork.godaddysites.com. Uh, 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 Another opportunity to shoot us some emails and stuff like that. But on Twitter, uh, we do have, we had a question about the fab, uh, pickups and guys there. So, um, if you looked at a TC, you have one pick to make off the waiver wire, same situation in our league. Who would you pick? Now i put Malcolm Brown, Naheem Hines, Peyton Barber, and Betty Snell Jr. Have you looked at this Twitter yet or no? Uh,
0: yeah. The, the poll.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um... And most of the votes are for Niam Hines. Right,
1: sixty-three right, percent Hines, twenty-six Malcolm Brown, and then Benny Snell seven, Peyton Barber four. Now those were just in the four and top of the list. Uh, there's some other guys to choose from, possibly with with Adrian Peterson, Josh Joshua Kelly there, that rookie. But those guys were the top four dudes, and Hines was the guy. Do you um, agree I agree with that.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think. Hines is uh, is the leader in that poll because of what he did week one. He had a stellar game. He played very with seven attempts, twenty eight yards, a touchdown, eight receptions, forty five yards he, in our league, twenty three point three points, and that's half PPR. That was great. That if you get that by any running back, you're happy. Um, now, when it comes to Benny Snell, uh, I, I I think though. I think Benny Snell might be the better option here because Nyan, Hines have to, has to compete with Jonathan Taylor now. Benny Snell is almost the clear-cut go-to guy. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that's tough, you know, and 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 it could be just Hines had just the better, the better, you know, the, the luck of the draw when the plays happened that things unfolded the way that they did. Um, you're also dealing with. Um, a rookie that you're competing against and you have uh, experience over him. Um, I do like Hines, and I, I did submit waiver claims for him because I'd be a fool not to. And if anybody else is listening to this, don't submit claims for Heinz so that I don't have to spend a bunch of money on him.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, because we do have a $100 limit when it comes to the Fab, but budget that's the thing that we added on something new this year and so far it's exciting it's very uh, exciting if you think about this though tc so is, it, is the majority is is why hines is so popular right now is it because of philip rivers and his history with eckler um so just just think about this if uh Bursette is still the quarterback for this team and the colts didn't add uh didn't add uh rivers would Hines still be a top dude?
0: Well, if Philip Rivers wasn't the quarterback for the Colts now, I I would doubt that the plays would unfold the way that they would, and yeah. Marlon Mack would still be um, splitting number one uh, role with Jonathan Taylor. You know that just I takes mean, yeah, a lot of things. Heck, away. I mean, Rivers but if he just were still, yeah, it helps Rivers, those
1: receiving backs.
0: Yeah, Re- Rivers is he likes to throw it to his to his running backs, um, and that really does help Heinz uh, weight and being uh, the number one waiver claim. Um, I don't think that it's going to hurt anybody to pick up Heinz. I think it's only going to help you. I think he's somebody you can almost put right into a flex spot at least because of, because of what he's done. And it, and if you're going to put that much on a waiver claim on him,
1: then you throw him in. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So is it safe to say that, probably after Hines, you would, you'd you be looking at Malcolm Brown or be- Benny Snell Jr. Uh, uh, Benny really, Snell. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, mainly because, you know, we'll see what happens with James Conner. Uh, but after watching this guy move and freaking knowing that this guy can freaking play some football, uh, Benny Snell Jr. on my list is higher than Malcolm Brown.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're uncertain where Cam Akers uh, will really lie uh, in this offense with the Rams. Uh, You know, it being him being a rookie, it being only week one, that's and and it's really tough right now, especially this season, to really understand how players are going to pan out because we didn't get to see preseason. They didn't get to have that extra experience. They are thrown into the mix right into the regular season games. So that's going to be something that you have to pay attention to. Like they're they might be trying to just ease Taylor into into the game they might just be trying to ease acres into the game and and you know using these other players to to show them and to give them that experience to be able to see firsthand what's going on and how to do it and how to be that better player but you know what in in three or four weeks those rookies could be on the top and and Malcolm Brown and Niamh Hines could you know just fall to the wayside a little bit now I'm not saying that Hines is going to with Mac being out. It's going to be that two running back system. But uh, Malcolm Brown, I'm uncertain about, and you know, I think that he's a stellar pickup. Still, I think you still want to put your waiver claim in for him because you know you you want to get any player that can score touchdowns for you, and he scored two touchdowns, so that's great. All right, but it, it's just the uncertainty there because they have rookie running backs that are trying to learn the game and they're trying to it's that learning curve, uh, from college to the NFL, the play speed is going to be different. So they just have to be experiencing that and they have to understand it. And then you can just set them loose. And I think that's, what's going to happen.
1: Absolutely. And that's the thing, of course, like I said already, that's the thing we will find out, uh, tonight at six o'clock and who puts, you know, who is up there on the list who puts more money on who when it comes to these running backs. Now, all those guys were running backs that we had on the Twitter page. Who do you think just looking on your, your, your top quarterbacks in the fab budget. Now there's some guys in our league that, you know, wouldn't hurt them picking up a quarterback. Now who would you pick up in the quarterback list? Well, this is tough. It is.
0: It is. Um, and of course nope. there.
1: Trubisky's still there. Tannehill. Uh, Taylor, Haskins Jr., Baker Mayfield—those are just the top five guys that are available.
0: Yeah, and Trubis- Trubisky's his points came from last quarter, the last quarter of the Week One game, really. Uh, so, you know, that's that's hard to say that it's like go out and get him. But if you have the space and you can claim him, why not? Because if he continues to deliver the way that he has, then he can be a starting quarterback. In the fantasy, in the fantasy realm, um, after that you have Tannehill, then you have Tyrod Taylor, Dwayne Haskins, Baker Mayfield, Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater. See, those guys are they're, they're they're not ones that you're going to want to start on a consistent basis. You're gonna if you have an issue where you have quarterbacks that you can't you know you can't play both of your starting quarterbacks and you need to play the matchup, then you start to look towards these guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not really going out of my way to pick up a quarterback. And I only have two quarterbacks. I have Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson. And Ben Roethlisberger was great last week. Um, so, uh, me personally, I'm not picking up any quarterbacks until I need to.
1: Okay, Big Ben ate too many Doritos last night. He cannot play today. Who would you pick up first in this quarterback lineup?
0: Hmm, that's tough. You know, I I, I might go for Philip Rivers.
1: Okay, okay, Philip Rivers. So it doesn't concern you at all that he's still the old Philip Rivers that th- that throws sixty interceptions in one hour.
0: <sighs> it's tough, man. But they all throw interceptions. Okay, Ryan Tannehill doesn't really throw interceptions. Maybe I'm gonna pick Tannehill. Tannehill's more the more consistent choice. Um. Yeah, that's that's tough. You know, it's
1: it's definitely tough. It's definitely tough. But I think that um, Rivers, he throws it. I mean, heck, they if if they keep going on this throw throwing offense, you know, throw it as much as he did uh, last week. That might be a better thing for you. But Tannehill threw it a lot, too. Yeah, uh, I think he had the most, you know, most uh, throws that he's had in his career. Um, so we will see there. I think both. It's definitely a tough decision. I'm
0: also looking at matchups, and Rivers is playing against Minnesota. And Channing Hill is playing against Jacksonville. So, right, you know, like that's that has a little bit of say in having to pick up another quarterback. You know, after your quarterback ate too many Doritos,
1: <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I yeah. You probably up.
0: just had cheesy fingers, man. <laughs>
1: All right, let's move on to uh, the wide receivers. Traquan Smith is there, Curtis Samuel, Larry Fitzgerald, Sim, uh, Sims Jr., Sammy Watkins, of course, like we talked about. There's some other guys on the list, uh, the wide receiver, Laviska Chenault Jr. from uh, Jacksonville, and also another guy who's caught some eyes, Russell Gage, who was over 100 yards, one of three wide receivers on the Atlantic Falcons team. Uh, which wide receiver has caught your eye on this, Fab?
0: You know, uh Russell Gage is looking really good honestly 9 receptions for 114 yards. I mean the dude didn't score but any receiver on the Falcons is going to get points. Mm-hmm. Like just hands down. Um he's a safe pick. Now Sammy Watkins 7 receptions, 82 yards and a touchdown. This is, you know, this is kind of reminiscent of last year what Sammy Watkins did week 1. Um and with the Chiefs, the Chiefs are just their offense is so good. Like everybody's a weapon in that offense. Everybody. I don't I don't see a weak link in the offense. So Sam Watkins mm-hmm. is a safe pickup too. Now, when I'm looking at the top guy like traquon Smith, uh, you know, with Mike Thomas being out, that they, they just have Emmanuel Sanders and then Traquon Smith is going to be that number two receiver. Um, I think he's gonna get volume here. I think the I think we're gonna see him pull down a touchdown at least a touchdown this week. Um and and if you have Mike Smith, Traquan Smith is an easy pickup because if Mike Thomas is doubtful, but then they throw, you know, and you have him in the lineup and you're hoping you're you're just trying to wait it out to really see what happens. Now, I don't think that he's going to play week two. They the, the Saints would be idiots if they play him after the diagnosis of the high ankle sprain come, came out. Like, I think you sit him, you rest him, and you save him for that playoff run later in the year. So – Traquan Smith is going to see volume. We're going to see that happen, and with Drew Brees behind center, you know, I I think that it's an it's it's an obvious choice to pick him up. You might not start him, but for now, like you play the, you play the, uh, you play the matchup here, and you see what he does week one or week two. I mean,
1: then you go from there. Right, and also on that Saints team, uh, Jared Cook oh, is another Jared guy. Cook uh, that could see a lot of, uh, Thomas targets. So we'll, we'll see there, uh, switching gears, got to talk about him. or am I getting angry text by Skinley, uh, Corey Davis, uh, are you biting the bait on this Corey Davis, uh, train here? Hmm.
0: You know, seeing Corey Davis get those, those catches and, you know, making, you know, seven receptions for 101 yards, like that was uh, that was like a sigh of relief, you know, because you hate. It's to see definitely,
1: something. yeah, it's definitely good for him. You, you hate to see someone
0: that's uh, uh, that that comes in and they have high expectations, and then he just kind of fizzled out. And 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 in week one, he looked he looked for a bounce back, you know, and and it's not a uh, it's not a real passing team for you know the Titans. They're not they're not huge on that, you know, with Derrick Henry, um, and and so it it was. It was kind of a fresh, a breath of fresh air to to see him get those receptions, and you know what? I hope it continues. But I'm not biting the bait week one or week two. If he can produce again, then I'm going to be looking into
1: that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm like I've I, we've heard me talk about Corey Davis before on on this podcast, but I'm just not a Corey Davis guy, even though he went nuts uh last week. I mean heck he should. That's nuts uh, for Corey
0: Davis. Nuts. That's nuts. nuts.
1: That's definitely nuts for Corey Davis. But uh we will see. I still think that AJ Brown is so much better and he will he will get his targets and just outshine Corey Davis. But we will see. Move on to the tight ends. Let's just stick to this team uh in Juno Smith the Titans team was uh, Donner Smith, the guy that looked pretty freaking good. Um he had a touchdown in there with four uh, catches for 36 yards. What do you think about Mr. Smith?
0: Yeah, no, I like John Newsmith. Um, he he did well. You know, there's – I mean, you look at the stats, four receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown. The touchdown's huge. Um, he was there when they needed him. Uh, and that's all you can ask for. You know, you, you need players that play their position. They do what you need them to do. And then when the time comes and you need to get him the ball in the end zone – he brought that down and he did. And i you know, that's, that's all you can ask. Um, and for a tight end to get a touchdown and you get over 10 points with a tight end, that really does help. I um, mean, unless it's, you know, like Travis Kelsey and he always ends up with, you know, usually more than uh, just, you know, your, your average, just over double digit points. But with the, with the lack of tight ends in the league, you know, if you need a quick fix, John Newsmith Smith can be that.
1: Anybody else in the tight end that catches your eye? There, of course, yeah. there's a couple that are pretty good. Um, Dallas we'll Goddard, get... yeah, Dallas got Goddard. It right there.
0: He yep. looks good. Um, eight receptions, 101 yards, a touchdown. But the wide receivers on on uh, Philadelphia, they're just not. I don't know. I think so they they might be la- I think they might be lacking. Yeah, exactly. And I'm hoping uh, Jalen Rager gets you know gets more. More routes gets more targets, uh, which will result in more receptions, which results in more points. And I hope that you know, like this is my old, this is that theory that I had about the rookies. You know, they don't have a lot of playing time and experience because they didn't, they didn't get preseason. So this is them getting eased into the offense and game time uh, to see how they do. Um, So I'm hoping that Jalen Rager, you know, starts to show up or they they put him in the offense more. But uh, Dallas Goddard is good and. With Zach Ertz in there too, you've got this dual threat that you don't know who's going to get it, but they're both going to get it at the same time.
1: Right. And like I said, with I talked about it in a previous episode with Keel. Uh, those two look similar. And I think they have like the same arm sleeve or something like that. And they <laughs> – <laughs> these are two, twi- two uh, huge men that on the tight end spots that are just – they're starting, especially with uh, Dallas, he's starting to emerge – into being, uh, maybe taken over the wheel from Zach Ertz, we will see. Uh, but I still think that these two guys can slide into some lineups and you know be very good tight end one guys.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. And also on tight end note, you want like you said earlier, you want to look at Jared Cook. If he had a touchdown last week, he was gonna, He's a, he's a top five um, tight end. And now with Mike Thomas out, you you're going to be looking for that to happen more this, this week than you thought that it was going to happen last week. So he's, he's back. He's a back end tight end one right now.
1: Heck and don't yeah, And of course, Lance Tom Thomas from the Washington football team looked pretty good. Um, and don't. Okay. So, and also I might get hate for this, but another guy to just keep your one eyeball on is Mr. Uh, uh, it hurts to even, you know, think about saying this, but I'm going to Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham had a good day, I and mean, he was only he only caught it three times, but did get a touchdown. It wasn't he was bad. more he was more involved in the offense than I thought he would have been, which you know, was strange. I, I think
0: maybe keep an eye on him, just keep his name in in into consideration. But I'm not going out and picking up Jimmy Graham this no, week.
1: Not no, 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 especially if you got you know, of course, Logan Thomas is out there, uh, Juno Smith, and of course, guys like that. Um, but yeah. no, I mean, it's a thing. But like I said, maybe uh, maybe you see what else he can do. I, I guarantee he puts up maybe negative points next week, but we will see. Um, so that that is pretty much wraps up the fab budget. Let's finally TC move on to tonight's game. It's the Battle of Ohio. The Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Now, this is a team, both teams, 0 1 trying to win their first game of the year. Uh, Last week, last Thursday, first game of the year, I kind of think that the NFL choked their chicken putting that game, the first game of the year. They should have put this game, the very first game of the year. (laughs) The battle of Ohio is more interesting. Uh, We will see who wins today. Who do you think uh, will win tonight? You know, I'm
0: I'm not even going to make a prediction because (laughs) I don't want to. Right. (laughs) Well, first off, Browns are going to Brown. They've they've been like that. They've just been so underwhelming, and and we see the weapons that they have. It's just like, what is going on there? Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, um, OBJ, where Mm -hmm. was that guy at? He's starting on my team, and he got three receptions. Like, come on. Heck,
1: I mean, yeah, if you would have told me, uh, we're going, you know, I, I, I couldn't see how many catches he did have. And if you would have told me that he was targeted ten times, do you start him or no? I'd be like, yes, sir. Let's start him. And he only catches a three. I mean, it's it's a thing where uh, that that target number is very nice to see, but then it just makes it even worse when you find out he only caught thirty percent of those catches thrown to him. That's not good. Uh, but it really it really depends on Baker Mayfield, man. Uh, he has to have a good game today. If he does not have a good game tonight uh, Cleveland's in some big trouble. Um, heck, do they just tank and go after Lawrence? I mean, we're they're in that, they're at that point. No, I do not want to them consider. to tank.
0: I do not want them to tank to go after Lawrence because then they will ruin another good quarterback. And that is just the stigma that they have. <laughs> and I just don't want anybody to have to deal with that. Um, it, it's just, well, also they played the Ravens too. So, right. You know, Dude, like I said, yeah, like that's, that's
1: that's exactly what I said. If they don't do good today, going up against a, a very weak Cincinnati Bengals team, um, they're they are in trouble. Yeah. Big time.
0: Yeah, so, I I want the Browns to play well. I've got receivers on both teams. So I want both teams to just have a shootout, honestly. I need about 30 points from Moby J. I could go for twenty five from uh Tyler Boyd. You know, like I, I can be picky if I want, but it's just I don't think it's going to be a great game.
1: So who would you pick, the Bengals receiving team or the Browns receiving team? So you got of course on the Bengals Tyler Boyd, ah. AJ Green and the and the Browns OBJ and Landry. That's just tough, those, man. That, they're about equal. Based on the Browns very weak secondary defense, I would choose the Bengals.
0: Oh, are you talking about who would you rather or who you think's going to do better over as in who you'd rather have? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah. Who's going
1: to be who's going to do better tonight? The, yeah. the
0: Browns are going to brown, like I said. The Bengals, uh, they don't inspire a lot of confidence either. Um, you know, you want Joe Burrow to play well, and he he did. He did. He did some solid stuff week one. You know, he had that twenty-three yard touchdown uh, run, which looks great. But I'm also not seeing a lot of confidence in the passes to his receivers yet. And, and yeah, right. and, and that's tough to to overlook.
1: That's another – this is another big game for actually both quarterbacks. Joe Burrow Burrow too. I mean, this is a big game for him. His first prime time uh, a game as a rookie. And we'll see what he can do against another uh, a weaker team. Yeah. Um. So this is exactly that will be what, fun.
0: Yeah, this is exactly what both quarterbacks need. They need to be playing a crappier team so they can just start slinging it to gain some confidence, to get them some momentum rolling so they – can have a, a a productive year. They want it. They don't want it. Nobody wants to suck. Nobody wants that. And no, that's not fun. And what are they like? The thirty first and thirty second uh, ranked teams. I don't know. Maybe the Jets are yeah, worse.
1: Got to be close. Something but, like that. I'm not but, sure. But Ohio,
0: but... Ohio right now is the worst football state in the United States.
1: <laughs>
0: Ohio, and they got two
1: teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It, <laughs> we will see. I mean, like I said, it's football. It's always fun to watch. I football think the Bengals will win night.
0: tonight,
1: though. That's you have the Bengals winning.
0: Yeah, I'm having the Bengals win.
1: Okay, I have the Browns winning twenty four to twenty.
0: Oh, we're gonna go scores now. Okay, okay. I, well, I'm, I'm.
1: Yeah, I I'm think the Bengals are gonna score. win. Uh, fourteen to thirteen. Ooh. Okay, we will see.
0: Low scoring, boring
1: game. Low scoring, boring game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have the Browns by four. So we will see there. It'll be a fun little uh, game that we have between each other, TC, and see who wins that. Uh, moving on to the flog matchups uh, uh pretty exciting games when it comes to uh, matchups in our league let's just go ahead and start with UTC uh you you are uh undefeated as of right now you're going up against the defending champion who lost last week now of course right now you can't rely a lot on the projection scores mainly because we still haven't had our uh, waiver wire pickups ingested in there yet exactly uh, but mainly so this is just looking looking off the roster and, and this is basically again it's going to change uh but we'll just we'll we'll start in, off of that but as of right now you said earlier that you, you have just two quarterbacks and Russell Wilson and Big Ben both guys who went absolutely nutty last week very positive if I was in your shoes seeing big Ben coming back a little shaky at first but uh became very more confident in his throw and he looked like the old big ben he settled uh, in
0: and he delivered
1: right and you're confident with these quarterbacks
0: yeah uh i think um i think i i would pick my quarterbacks over quentin's quarterbacks this week
1: yeah i mean I we'll, we'll see i mean it's definitely <laughs> we'll, we'll <laughs> see uh, lamar is going up against houston and uh the Sean watson's going up against a tough Baltimore team, so it's not yeah we will see i mean with your with your wilson going up against new england, big ben's going up against denver um yeah it's it's tough to it's tough to pick i would still pick uh Blount uh because l, you know l j but wilson had a great he had a great game wilson's making week. that
0: m v p run this year he has he, i just saw a statistic but he has received zero MVP votes in his mm. career, which mm, it mm, blows mm. my mind.
1: Right. Kinda kinda
0: odd. Yeah. And it's yep, because he's consistently been like the second or third best quarterback throughout his career every year. He's not like the guy that was just far and away better than everybody else for that one year. Um, you know, the like Lamar was last year or like Mahomes was two years ago. Um but it, consistency is key, and I think you know after seeing Week One, Russell Wilson came out just playing.
1: Yeah, he definitely, he definitely is looking good. We'll see what he does against the Patriots team. Uh, just moving on to uh, just the you know running backs in general. He has Derek Henry, Miles Sanders. We'll see what Miles Sanders does, but as of right now, he's looking like he will play. And then you have McCaffrey and Kamara. That is good for court, uh, running backs right there. Uh, Are you, are you feel confident with Kamara and McCaffrey?
0: Yeah. Um, The only thing I'm worried about is last year, McCaffrey was held to uh, very minuscule points and yards. And I think he got two touchdowns last year, but Tampa Bay held him in check and that was his toughest matchup last year. And I don't think that things are going to be much different, Um, but you know, they have, you have a new Panthers team and they're not the greatest right now. Um, I can expect at least one touchdown from McCaffrey because he always scores. Um, but that's what worries me the most is just McCaffrey at Tampa Bay.
1: Another exciting thing: uh, Q has AJ Green in his flex spot who is playing tonight. You have OBJ in your wide receiver slot who is also playing tonight. The battle of the Brown and the uh, Ohio wide receivers will will be interesting for you tonight.
0: Yeah, I've got Tyler Boyd and OBJ, so um, I'm hoping. That's why I'm yeah. hoping for a shootout, man. Like I need. Some touchdowns from my receivers, and they didn't deliver that for me last week. None of them did.
1: Here's the thing: if if Crowder is out this week, he's currently in your flex spot. Is he? If he's out, um, are you going to? What are you going to do next? Inside uh, info.
0: I guess it depends on if I get a waiver claim or not. Um, if I don't, if 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 I'm having to pick my team right now and Crowder's out, I'm I'm looking at Singletary, Preston Williams, and Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i mean i i don't and like you know this goes back to that thing i'll say earlier. this is the third time i'm saying antonio gibson's a rookie so week one wasn't going to be his best week but there's a reason they cut adrian peterson and adrian peterson had a great week one with detroit and he'd only been with that team for about a week so right. there must be a reason that washington cut peterson and is you know they're going with uh Peyton Barber and I think Antonio Gibson is going to be the clear cut number one at the end of this year. So right. that's, that's something I'm keeping my eye on, but I'm also trying to be patient and not let it bite me in the butt. Um, but I also feel like I have room for mistakes this week with Mike Thomas being out. Um, you know, that's, he, that's, that's my, my anchor when it comes to my receiving core. Um, he's uh-huh. a, it, it's a big positive when he's in there, you know, you, you, Except for last week. That was like probably his worst game I've ever seen him play. Um, and then he got injured to top it off. So it's just like weird having to deal with that situation. Um, but uh, if I'm going to go for consistency in somebody who I think will be more apt to getting points, it might be Singletary because they're at Miami. Uh, right. So that, right. that's my thoughts on that. Singletary is probably my number one if Crowder's out. And then it's a tie between Preston Williams and Antonio Gibson.
1: Yeah, and so with overall matchup, of course, as of right now, projection score doesn't mean anything. But uh, you're you're down by I think 17 points. Um, but are you confident you can come with a victory this week against the defending yeah, champion? Yeah,
0: uh, you know, looking at Blunt's um, lineup, he's got a good lineup. Defending champ, he had a whole lot of picks. He he wheeled and dealed to get to where he is and and it's he it's starting to show that he's he's known what he's been targeting and what his goals have been. And and he's got good players. He's got a good receiving core, he's got a good tight end, his flex his flex are good. His flex are kind of like you know, with Marvin Jones Jr., he's got that boomer bust kind of tendency. AJ Green is still a little bit of a question mark, but he looked decent enough in his debut. Um, after taking a whole year off, that it, it's safe to say that Blunt can put him in there and still feel secure about it because he's playing me this week.
1: Roy, right. I think Q ends up winning. I see AJ Brown going absolutely nuts tonight. For some reason, I don't know. Some AJ Green. What I say? A. You a. said AJ Brown? Brown. Yeah. AJ Green. I think he will go absolutely nuts tonight on primetime TV. And I also, you know, of course, I, I think Cooper Cup will bounce back as well. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be one of those things in LA that it's, you know, Robert Woods, Cooper cup, Robert Woods, Cooper cup, maybe both. I think uh, Cooper cup will have a good game against Philadelphia um, against that a uh, little weaker defensive team, but we will see uh, a tough matchup for you tonight or this week. Uh, let's move on to my matchup against the magic school bus. Uh, I, you know, it, it's a thing where like, I, like we talked about, I think it's a good thing and a bright spot for me to see Chris Godwin uh, as of right now on the uh, concussion protocol.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're thinking you're lucky stars for that.
1: I um, mean, I'd rather have Gallup in there than uh, Godwin. So <laughs> yeah. And T yeah. Y Hilton. So yeah, as of right now, he's got, he's got T Y Hilton in his third wide receiver slot and Michael Gallup in his flex spot with Jonathan Taylor, of course.
0: Uh, so. I, I like Michael Gallup. I think he's a, he's a solid flex. I do. I, I
1: like him too. I really do like him too. Uh, he didn't have the best game week one, but I think uh, that team is is good enough to the spread the love. And I, I do like Michael Gallup there. When it comes to my flex spots um or my my spots in general, this is definitely scheduled to change. Like I like we talked about, depends on the the waiver wire pickups, but. Um, I, I do like, even though Shepard didn't score a lot, Sterling Shepard. Uh, I do like the way they used him; that he was targeted a lot and he he looked good. Um, so I like still Shepard as uh, the number one wide receiver for the Giants team, even though Slayton went off the other night.
0: Yeah, I think that Slayton's going to be the number one soon.
1: Yeah, uh, if he's not
0: if he's not already considered, um, uh, I think that he's going to take over that role, uh, which is. Not great for you, but also it, it I, I think that Shepard's still a good receiver.
1: Uh he mm-hmm. just didn't
0: he just didn't have quite the the big play capability that Slayton has had with Danny Dimes.
1: Right. Right. So what do you think about Keegan's quarterback play?
0: Um uh,
1: with Carson Wentz and Jimmy G.
0: Well, Jimmy G doesn't really have many people to throw it to, and Carson Wentz really only has tight ends to throw it to. Um, what what Wentz, I have Wentz in another league, but that's neither here nor there. Wentz didn't do that great. He intercepted two times, fumbled once. They lost the Washington football team.
1: Mm-hmm. A Yuck. team
0: that doesn't even have a name. You guys lost <laughs> a no name team. Um and I, I'm starting to you know, like if they don't if they don't if they don't deliver this week and you know, stick it out and play better, I'm kinda of worried about the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, if I'm comparing quarterbacks here, Ruff, I think I like your quarterbacks better than, than Keegan's.
1: I mean, what really helps mine is
0: me having Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen Uh, over Wentz and I picked Stafford over Garoppolo.
1: Right. I mean, Josh Allen going up against the Dolphins this week definitely is a good, is a good sign. You know, uh, even with Matthew Stafford going up against green Bay who destroyed the Vikings. Yeah. Cam um, Newton
0: had three rushing touchdowns against Miami last week. So Josh Allen's, uh, you know, look for those rushing touchdowns.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it, it, it's a thing where I, you know, mark my words on this. When I say this, TC, I do believe that Keegan Scott will in the future here, shortly, make a move to get another quarterback. Uh, Cause he, he kind of has to,
0: Otherwise, yeah he he's doesn't, not going to compete.
1: Right. He doesn't have a quarterback uh, on his bench. And with Jimmy G, like you said, uh, is struggling. you know, especially if, you know, with George Kittle not being out now, of course, that's something that, uh, is short ter- term, and yeah. Which, but it won't be a big factor there. But uh, it's it's questionable about his quarterbacks here, especially yeah. you know with with Philadelphia. Carson Best Wentz. thing
0: about Jimmy G is he, he's pretty consistent and not turning the ball over. Um, what, you know, so that's cool. You know, at least you can look at that. He's not going to get you negative points. He might. He got two touchdowns last week, which is all you can ask for. Um, so it's just you know not the greatest. But Keegan's going to definitely have to look for quarterbacks, like you said.
1: Yep, and we will see uh, when it comes to that. Also, uh, Devontae Adams, of course, that we all know, went nutty. Um, Hopefully he doesn't do that this week. Terry McLaurin, I see, having uh, a better game. Um, Also, same thing with T.Y. Hilt. And there's another thing where he might have to, depending on what the waiver wire pickups, you know, determines on the Magic School Bus there, Tyler Higby did not have an impressive uh, week one. He only caught it three times for 40 yards, 5.5 fantasy points. Um, does he make a move on a tight end as well?
0: I think Keegan's targeting uh, Jared Cook this week. I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, and I honestly, like, I mean, I know he's got Hooper as well. And after Hooper's mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. last year with, with the Falcons, um, uh, he, he was great. He was great, but now he's competing with David Njoku, but David and Joku's not on the IR now. So I think he, he he's he's in a bind with tight end right now. It's obvious his tight ends aren't doing the greatest. So he's he's either looking to improve there. If if he can improve a tight end and quarterback, he's his team is gonna be much better.
1: All right. What's what's your prediction on, on this week's matchup against myself in the Magic School bus?
0: Well, with Keegan's keepers, um I think Keegan's gonna kind of pull ahead this this week. I don't think it's going to be a big blowout. Um I think it's going to be a close battle. I really do, but I think Keegan's going to edge you out this week.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I see myself losing my 18.3 fantasy points.
0: 18.3?
1: <laughs>
0: no, I don't think it's going to be that much. I think yeah. it'll be under I think it'll be around 7 or 8.
1: Uh, that's that's actually pretty close in fantasy football. Terms. Yeah, I that's think close. your
0: projection is going to be I think your team is going to do more than what the projection says. Um, I hope he can so. Maybe stick around what his is. But it might do a little less.
1: Yeah, I hope so, of course. But I'm never going to hold my breath when it comes to my team. So we will see. Uh, moving on <laughs> to our next matchup. We got the Coon squad who was also undefeated going up against the Terry's terrorist uh, you know, there's another thing. There's another reason why I sent a complaint to the commissioner, uh, Connor Limbach going up against, you know, the third year in a row going up against the two weakest team in the league, myself and Marcus Terry, uh, you know, I see him going to and all this, this week. I mean, after this week, hands down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think looking, uh, just looking at Coons players, Coons got a great receiver core and a great running back core, um, uh, I think he, I think Kuhn is the team to beat this year. I think uh, taking a look at it, he's got some good players. Now the only thing that's even a question mark is probably his defense and his second flex spot.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say about his flex his second flex spot. Now this is another thing we talked about this before in the past uh, TC uh, people really relying on that projection score right next to that player's name. Uh, David Montgomery, they have him, I mean, he has him 11.1 in his flex spot. I think that's really because that that number is higher than the guy he has on his bench. I think Landry. Now, of course, he's questionable, but I think Landry is a better flex play than uh, David Montgomery. I think Darius Slayton is a yep. better flex play than David Montgomery. But Connor really relies on those numbers, those projection score numbers, and uh, Slayton only has 9.3. David Montgomery has 11.1.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm. What did Montgomery do last week? Let me click on him real quick. He, 13 yeah, he, attempts, 64 yards. Right, 7.9. 7.9. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I think this is where Connor's loyalty to his favorite football team are really coming through. He's got three Bears players on his team, and I think that he wasn't certain about Montgomery or who his second flex was going to be. And it, it, it might also be that he's looking into projections but I think a lot of it has to do with Montgomery being right. on the bears.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and I think that if Kuhn is smart, I would, I I think I'd do Slayton over Landry and both of them over Montgomery.
1: I would do Slayton. Yeah, I would definitely do Slayton. But you again, know, I'm like- surprised- Anthony
0: Miller, Anthony Miller had four receptions, six, uh, 76 yards and touchdown last week. Uh, you know, if he can do another touchdown, you know, but I guess it's just that, you know, the only four receptions part kind of, Bugs you, no. I granted one of them was a touchdown. That definitely helps. Um But I'm, I just see Coon just seeing that bear symbol next to their name, and he's just got loyalties, and 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 that's what his d- deciding factor was in choosing Montgomery over Slayton Orlando. Right, and probably
1: another reason why he doesn't have Anthony Miller in there is because he already has um, Robinson, a Rob in there. Robinson, uh, yeah. And that would be, I don't know, that would kind of be silly putting. <laughs> Two Browns wide receivers in there. If you had maybe Godwin and God Evans, that would be a different story, of course. But this yeah. is two Bears wide receivers.
0: Now, now there were also reports that Robinson was asking for a trade. Yeah. He unfollowed and did a lot of deleting of the Bears
1: uh, yeah, on his yeah. social
0: media. But then there was also that report that his agent said he didn't ask for a trade. So there's just conflicting stories there. And you got to wonder if there's something – Bubbling under the surface with A. Rob and the band. I just don't
1: see him not playing because he would lose. He would definitely yeah. lose money, more money if yeah. he holds out. So I, I think yeah, I, I mean, Alan Robs. All he wants to do is get paid. He wants to play football. He just wants to get paid, which I don't blame him. Yep, I see um, that too. So it, it's a thing where I don't really see it fantasy football, you know, being affected. Uh, I mean, because he just he just wants money and he wants, but he also wants to play. Um, so I don't I don't see him missing any time because of that. But we...
0: Yeah, you just hope that the mental aspect of it or exactly. like the outside That's forces the only thing don't, don't affect right, them. Right, yeah. exactly.
1: Yep, I agree with you there. Once
0: your name's in the spotlight, once things are being said about you in the NFL stratosphere, then that that can have an effect on a player. And, you know, you, you don't want that to happen. You want Robinson to play well, but you want everybody to play well. Right. I mean, except if you're Marcus, you hope Robinson just happens to get diarrhea, and he's out there pooping his pants. Right, absolutely.
1: Moving on to Marcus's team, he's got Joe Mixon tonight. Um, other guys to think about that might be changed on his roster as of right now is Mark Ingram put up a big freaking poop egg last week, only uh, 2.9 fancy points. We could see the emergence of J.K. Dobbins even more. Uh, but with with Joe Mixon, this is another thing. I talked about it in, in the offseason, TC. This guy was so hyped. About you know, him him having a great year, him being a first round draft pick and uh like it feels like it's like that every single year with Joe Mixon. I mean he ran the ball yeah, nineteen I times for sixty nine yards. He had a he had a fumble in there. Uh, it, it's a thing where I mean all the Bengals' offensive line is so bad. They're so bad. Porous. And it's very porous. It's kinda like uh I don't know if it's I don't I don't know which offensive line is worse. The 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 New York Giants that we saw late Sunday night or the Bengals is close.
0: Yeah, it's close. Um, and you said that mixing, there's been hype about him, but he's never delivered. There might've been like one or two games where he had a solid game, but he has not been a consistent force. And you know, you, if you have a bad offensive line, that's hard to get a running back, uh, the opportunity to really shine. Um, uh, but they just paid him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, they they need to start investing in an offensive line if they really want to compete which you
1: know that they want to have him because like you said they paid him so they really yeah. yeah they need to have some
0: they obviously they honestly have pretty good weapons the Bengals do Joe Mixon at running back they've got Tyler Boyd and AJ Green and the Joe and then Joe Burrow as well like you would imagine that you know things are going to start popping off but if they can't you know safely get the ball down the field without just, you know, being pressured and drop back and hit around and sack, then then it doesn't matter how good your offensive weapons are. All right.
1: Absolutely. We will see tonight. I mean, like like we talked about when we previewed on the, the Bang the Ohio teams, uh this 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 game is very important for these two teams. Which road are these teams going to take? One team's going to go down the 0 and 2 road looking like a, a very awful season. The other team's got a little, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, one and one, uh, could you know, could turn the vehicle around. Um, but we will see tonight, you know, especially, you know, with Joe Mixon on the Bengals team, my uh my Chubb on the Browns team. Uh so it, it's yep. it's a thing where these guys need to step up if they don't want to have a poops show of a year.
0: Yeah, and then with Chubb, you gotta you gotta worry about Kareem Boy right. taking touches right. too. So that's a rough one, yeah. you
1: yeah. Uh, moving on to Marcus's, his, his other, his other players. I thought Todd Gurley looked pretty good. His first game back the, as a Falcon um, his first game as a Falcon and Juju Smith Schuster looked like a different man. Uh, I think those are bright spots out of Marcus. Nineties to continue to have bright spots, like bright spots like that with those guys. And also uh, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, Darren Waller didn't have the best game and I can see him just having a great game this week um, against new Orleans. Well, we will see there. Uh, who do you think will win this matchup? I think we already talked about think, it a little bit.
0: I think Coon Squad's going to take this home. Um, like you said, Juju is looking like Juju that we knew with big Ben back behind center. Ben Ben's hitting Juju. It's great. Um, now Marcus has two Pittsburgh receivers. Started. Yeah. I see that. Changing. Uh, that's yeah. That's yeah. That's, that that's I think he's got he's got Emmanuel Sanders. You got to put Emmanuel Sanders in there. Mhm. You just have to. Now, I don't I don't see why he wouldn't do that. So, I think that'll change a little bit, but I still think the Coon squad is going to uh take this one home. Right. And
1: of course, with Kenny Galladay out with a hamstring injury, did not practice today. Uh, it's not looking good when it comes to him. Uh, but yeah, and also he also has John Brown like we talked about. Uh so it, it's a thing where does he trust Does he, does he trust Sanders or he also has Mike Williams who didn't have a bad game, but I I still don't trust Tyrod Taylor when it comes to that quarterback. i mean that different style offense uh, from last year. So we'll see Mark is might be in a sticker sticky situation uh, when it comes to his wide receivers and his flex spot uh, depends on Mark Ingram and what he does behind Lamar Jackson. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, So you just have a few question marks on Marcus's side. There are less question marks on Kuhn's side. Um, there's more consistency there, and that's why I think Kuhn Absolutely. will
1: Absolutely. I agree with you. Let's move on to the last game um, of the Flog matchup. I think this will be the game of the week. Uh, the, the fresh Prince of Hilaire uh, is 0-1, but I think there's lots of bright spots from his, his game last week. Um, ex- you barely escaped from skin last week. Oh, that was a <laughs>
0: down to the wire! Oh my,
1: Jonas. Brothers. That was a fun game, Woo-hoo. you know, a fun battle. Melvin Gordon and Noah Fant, yep. baby, and then hail to the Chiefs! Uh, they're one to zero going up against uh Jacob's team. So, what do you think about this matchup and these fantasy players battling out?
0: Yeah, this is going to be, I think, game of the week. I think this is going to be the closest matchup. Um, Goff golf is. I think against Philly, I think he'll, and especially what Trubisky did in the fourth quarter. Wait, no, that wasn't him. But what Dwayne Haskins had done, and what the Washington football team had done against Philly, I think that the Rams are a better team. I think they're going to capitalize uh, on that. Um, now Cam Newton at Seattle—that's going to be the prime time game Sunday night. Uh, this is where we really get to see what Cam Newton is about. Mm-hmm. This is this is his test. You know, going against Miami was great for him. Week one, getting to like go against the, you know a a weaker team. Honestly, we can all say that the Miami Dolphins are weaker than the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so that was great for him. And that was great for his confidence and starting for this new team start, you know, after missing mostly all of last year and then barely getting signed before the season began this year. Um, I think Cam Newton's going to have a great year. He's in contention for comeback player of the year. Him and big Ben both are um, right now with continue. Yeah. Up. Yeah.
1: Another, another thing is, Heck, I mean, do you – Jared Goff did not have a good game last week. He only, he only put up 10.5 fantasy points. Now, granted, they were going up against Dallas. Uh, kind of a stronger defensive team, but he, he didn't look good. Uh, do, you, do you trust the rookie in this matchup over Goff? Joe Burrow over Goff? Because he has Joe Burrow in his lineup. In,
0: yes, he does. In his
1: bench as of right now. So, who would you pick to start? Joe Burrow.
0: Or golf? Right now, Skinley's looking for a quarterback. If Skinley's not looking for a quarterback, uh, then something's going on. <laughs> you know, he has to look for a second quarterback. Um, there are some people in our league with third quarterbacks that are open to trading, and Skinley's definitely even in talks. And if he's not, then I don't know what he's doing, and he must not want to win. <laughs> um, I don't trust either one of them. Goff, Goff's not looking like, you know, when they, when, when, uh, when Goff had that stellar year two years ago with Todd Gurley playing out of his mind, like that was, I don't know. I think that might have been just prime for Goff, and I don't know if that's we're going to see that again. And I'm not seeing consistency of this last year, and I'm not, and you after, what, what did he score week one? 10.5 yep. points, 275 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. I mean, I mean, they beat Dallas, which I don't know how that happened.
1: <laughs> right.
0: With with golf playing so poorly, but yeah, I I don't trust either one of them. Newton as a surefire starter, I think, um, but golf and Burrow over of the two though, I, I really don't know. I I honestly might go
1: Burrow that's, and try to play that hot handed Right, player. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking uh, Joe Burrow over golf. But heck, I think Skinley's trying to play the
0: like the safer option or. What do you think will be the more consistent I mean, option? Heck, he picked up but,
1: Goff off the waiver wire and uh threw him immediately in his lineup over Joe Burrow, the guy he drafted in draft. So
0: if he drops Goff, I would pick up Tannehill.
1: Yeah, which is weird. And then he, he didn't do that.
0: And then he could stack. He could stack Tannehill and Brown. Um, and it, I mean, if he has Brown in there, like you know, you want Brown to at least get two touchdowns. You know, you want. At least one, really. You hope he gets two. If he gets two, Tannehill gets two of those touchdowns, then that's all you can ask for. Two touchdowns is going to be better than what I think Goff will do. Uh, And Burrow... Uh, okay, maybe they might both get two touchdowns this week, but
1: yeah, we'll, yeah it's just we'll see. Who knows? Big old
0: question mark and a big old poopy on both. For of sure.
1: Them. Yeah. And let's move on to down his roster there. Uh the, his two running backs balled out last week. We'll see if they continue yes, to they did. uh continue that high streak this week and the Clyde the glide and uh, um, Josh Jacobs there, or I'm sorry, Josh. Yeah. Josh Jacobs and uh, Julio Jones said, well, AJ Brown didn't do well. We'll see what he does. I think he has bounce back week. We'll see there. Uh, anybody else uh, tricks your eye when it comes to Jacob's team?
0: Um, you know, he's got a big old bunch of cues next to all of his yep. players. He's got James Conner and Cortland Sutland, in still in, james Conner, i don't think that that's gonna pay right out and him. that's Corwin that's something
1: Sutton. that really depends on his matchup this week um and also who he's
0: going to pick up on the waiver now he might go all out for benny mm-hmm. snow i i could see that happening i think that skin might end up putting down like 50 bucks for benny snow <laughs> you know he definitely would get do you then, think but then that do would you just, think that's too much that's way right. too much i'm i'm not doing no. it I don't want to waste all that money then, but like, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be 50 bucks really, but I think skin might go hard for Benny snow.
1: Yeah. But you know, maybe just to maybe have that if James Connor was out for the rest of the year, then maybe 50 bucks would, wouldn't be a bad idea. Cause you, you would have the yeah. dude, you know, a very good stud, uh, for the rest of the year, 50 bucks, not bad. I mean, I guess. no,
0: And that's, that's for a starter. Right, That'd be 50 bucks for a starter. And I, I can see that. But the thing is with James Conner, though, is that he's been consistently injured. Yeah, right. You know, so, so do you, do you play, play the hand where you spend more money on getting Benny Snell just so that you have that backup for when James Conner gets injured again? Or do you just slide back and let somebody else take him because you don't want to spend all that money?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And questions? Well, like questions, you say, lots of question marks. Uh, on his team, Sutton, Connor, Kittle, Brown, Julio, all those guys have cues on their, on their name. Some of those a little minor, but some of them like Kittle, we don't know if he'll play James Connor, Don't know. We will see. And a re- that really uh, affects on his, his winning uh, this week, uh, especially against this chiefs team uh, and Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, all on one team. <laughs> um, one team. <laughs> uh, heck it
0: they're playing the Chargers. Back,
1: he also has the great combo. And Scott Benzie, He has the great combo. Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley, uh, those two guys looking good. Um, Hollywood Brown did good. I think DJ Chark will have more targets. He only had three targets for three catches and a touchdown last week. I see that number getting higher. Uh, he, of course, he is the best, I think, the best wide receiver on that team. So we'll see there. I still don't trust Ronald Jones. Um, even though I think his projection score is 12.2. I think that is too high, uh, but that's my personal opinion. They are going up against Carolina, but still.
0: Now, I'm just looking at Scott's team, and he's got five players from two different teams. Do you know what buy those two teams have? Week 10. The Falcons and the Chiefs both <laughs> have Week 10 bye. He has to get rid of one oh, of his quarterbacks. I quarterback. wonder
1: who's going up against them Week 10. Good for them. <laughs> yeah right like
0: that's we're gonna chalk that up now when tc thursday happens week 10 we're gonna chalk chalk up hail to the chiefs is going oh up, holy cow
1: one. you're lucky tc it's you <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> Skip, bop, oh boo. boy lucky man
0: what a what a what a day <laughs> that's cool i mean we can we can be uh you know excited about the future that's, right? that's something that
1: <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I didn't even think about, like, when those buys were on those because that's, like, half his – that's more than half his lineup there. That's (laughs) half
0: his lineup that's not playing, and he has to get rid of – and it's probably going to – he's going to have to either drop or trade Matt Ryan.
1: Something has to happen there, and we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I don't – he might end up trading at least one of them. Um, We will see.
0: Yeah, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, you know, but – it, it, Especially, it I
1: mean, you two have two strong teams, so we'll see. I think you have the better team, uh, but we'll see when it comes to where you guys lie in the standings when we get to that yeah. point. Uh, could be. It could be a very big yeah. week. Who? Uh, who? What's your prediction on the, the French Principal League going up against the Chiefs here?
0: Now this is tough. It is. Um, I'm gonna say Skin wins Ooh. this
1: one. Even even with, let's say James Connors out. The Chiefs
0: against, and well,
1: and of course, yeah, like you said, if he pays ninety nine dollars for Benny Snell Jr., uh, he, he would have him in there. But we 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 just don't know as of right now at this point.
0: I'm, I'm okay if if I'm if I'm trying to be smart about it and I'm trying to like you know educationally pick which team is going to be better off this year based off of individual players. Um, then I think Scott's team has the least amount of question marks. They're a little more consistent, um, with skin. He's got these injuries going on and, 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 but if skins players play, and I don't think that Ben, that, uh, that James Conner is going to play. I think that skin's going to pick up some, some players. I think he's going to do a change at quarterback. I think there's, he's got to be making moves week two. Scotty doesn't really have any moves that he can make, um, but I think because they're so close, and Skin still needs to have some moves to be made. If Skin late makes those moves, I think Skin's the shoe in for the win. Um, if Skin doesn't do anything with his team and keeps it how it is, I think the inconsistency is going to get him, um, and Scott's going to walk away with this. But I think Skinley's a smart enough player, smart enough person that he knows and he sees that he has to do some additions um, to add some people to his. Team. I don't,
1: you know, here like if 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 Jacob has. Um... George Kittle playing, and if he picks up, you know, if it depends on if, if James Conner plays. If he has Benny Snell, we'll see there. I see Jacob winning this matchup. Um, I don't – I still think Josh Jacobs and the, the rookie, Hilaire, will have good games, probably not as good, running at 25 apiece, but I think it will be good for him. Um, even with the strong play of Scottie's, uh his quarterbacks, I don't see Calvin Ridley scoring 29 points – in point, twenty point four points two touchdowns i mean you could but i don't see that you know and also with a mooster there we'll see he had 23 points he had a good game and also with david johnson i think i have as of right now i have jacob defeating scott Benzine's team but it's very very close it's going to be fun
0: yeah, I I can agree with you, yeah. there, Rafi.
1: All right, awesome, TC. A great, solid, close to eighty minutes of knowledge and fantasy football talk. Always fun to talk it up on a Thursday and TC Thursdays. Got any last words or comments or brags?
0: Uh, waiver wire pickups are gonna be they're gonna be huge this week. So you know, pay attention. This is not just for our league. This is for everybody. This is when waiver wires are key. This will. Make or break your season. You need to be at proactive. You need to be doing your research. You need to ask questions to the Flogcast Network so that we can help you. Win Absolutely, your league. that's
1: what we're here. We're here to talk about and help some other leagues as well, players as well. LTC, do you have any hints about what you're doing tonight with the with the Fab? Yeah. Any little teasers?
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick up. I think I'm gonna pick up some okay. players.
1: That's good. Thanks for that. That's good. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, it's, it's just really hard to talk about that because I don't, I don't know what people are betting. I don't know what, how much money people are putting down. It, um, I don't want to, I don't want to like throw in the kitchen sink oh. and give everything I got for something, but it's so, it, it's we don't completely know. This, different is, than this, is it's time, so, this is the first time. It's so this is the first time we've done It's so
1: wild. and It's so much fun. And it really makes, you know, games, even game nights. It's, yeah. it's strategy
0: <laughs> it, It's very strategic. This is more about this, there there's a little bit of the idea of um, you, you, when you when you need somebody really bad and you're hurting for that player and you know that can cause people to spend more money but then there are you know but then you wonder, you wonder do you spend all your money week 2 and what happens when something big happens later on and you need to pick up somebody and and that's the obvious guy see so so how do you how do you spread that money out to make the most impact throughout the year and not waste it all in I'm, the beginning
1: that's the oh, toughest yeah, thing i agree with it it's definitely going to be fun we will find out almost uh, three hours away to find out who picked up who and we will talk about that tomorrow uh, uh we're going to be joined by q and he'll talk about, we'll talk about last night's game the battle of ohio and who picked up who so tc thank you so much stay safe in california and you have a great thank you mr you have Ruff- great rest of your day my man All right. Thanks again for listening. And you have listened to the Flockcast Network. Stay safe.